0: It's Monday, that sucks, the weekend was great, nobody wants to have that Monday morning hangover of the weekend, not, not a hangover from drinking or partying, just a hangover from the weekend and having so much fun and literally sleeping till noon, relaxing and just using every little ounce of energy you have just to have fun over the weekend, and then you have to go into Monday and you know get your, get your shish together, which is what everyone has to do, but you know what, I had a great weekend and I'm so excited to be back doing this because I have so many stories I want to talk about today, but before I get into that, um, I want to talk to you guys about a phenomenal movie that I saw this weekend. And, and many of you may have seen it. No, it's not It. Chapter 2. I haven't seen that yet. I have saw the first one a while after it came out of theaters because I, am, I love horror movies, but I get so scared. And I have to watch them in broad daylight, like outside, because I get so scared. Um, so it wasn't that, but I know congratulations to It because I hear it's doing really well at the box office. But the movie that I saw, the movie I want to talk about first and foremost before getting into everything, is Hustlers. You guys, it was so good. I, I don't often see movies and have like a radiating smile throughout the entirety of the film. I could not stop smiling because the film just got better and better and better. First and foremost, it has an all-star cast. And um, I'm going to open up the Wikipedia page because obviously Wikipedia is the most reliable source ever. Okay, the cast of Hustlers. First of all, it's directed by Lorraine Scafaria and she did a marvelous job. Okay, the cast. Constance Wu, icon. Jennifer Lopez, uh, superstar and icon. Julia Stiles, icon. Kiki Palmer, icon. Lily Reinhardt, Riverdale icon. Lizzo, icon. Cardi B, icon. Um, amongst many, many others, and it was, it was just, oh my gosh, and I forgot. Oh, I said Cardi B. Um, you guys, it was fantastic. It wasn't hokey. It wasn't corny. It had heart. It had soul. It had great music. It was fun. It was hard to watch at times because it was, it was based off of a real story. Um, I'm going to read you the plot before, uh, you know, I, I really give you my opinions about it. And if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil anything because the plot really is a plot. And it's not one of those films that, you know, was super s- challenging to understand. Um, and that's one of the—that was, the, for me, the beauty of it. The, the beauty of what made the story so compelling and so understandable and relatable. Um, it's all about glamorous women and dancing and money and heels and hair and hairspray and lipstick and cars, which is just glorious. Um, and it took place during the recession, so 2008. Okay, here's the plot. Former New York City based stripper Dorothy, who is played by Constance Wu, is invited to an interview with Elizabeth. Elizabeth is played by the fabulous Julia Stiles, a journalist working on a story involving her old friend and mentor, Ramona Vega, who is played by the one and the only Jennifer Lopez. Um, In 2007, like I said, it's right before the recession happened in 2008, in 2007, Dorothy, known by her stripper name as Destiny, is working at a strip club to support her grandmother, but is continuously frustrated by her inability to attract paying clients. And speaking of what, you guys, what what I really thought was so brilliant at the beginning of the movie, the way they started this movie out, was that... It showed uh, how sexism works and how, you know, Dorothy would make money, but then her superiors, would well, Destiny at the club, would then be like, well, you have to give me 20 bucks for this. You have to give me 20 bucks for, so I can protect you. you give me it's just, so it's just like they were just taking money from this poor little girl who was just trying to support her grandmother because men are pigs. Um, okay, anyways. Um, after watching Ramona's very popular performance, Dorothy goes to meet with her, and they hit it off with Ramona taking Destiny under her wing and teaching her how to recognize the three different types of paying customers. The first types are insecure, men who don't spend much, but can. Be strung along for weeks or even months. The second type of the regulars that visit the club frequently. And the third type includes CEOs, bankers, and hedge funders ready to spend thousands for a good night. Together, the two form an affordable team, a formidable team with Dorothy using her newly acquired wealth to purchase her own apartment and feed her shopping addiction. Um, a, a year later, the financial crisis strikes, and both Dorothy and Ramona find themselves without enough clients to support their lifestyles. Dorothy's boyfriend abandons her and their infant daughter, and she is unable to find a new job due to her lack of her experience. Um, you know, what was so mesmerizing about this was that watching this film, I was just in awe But the fact that these these dancers and these people support this incredibly luxe lifestyle and they're, they're strippers or they're dancers. And the fact that that's actually a real thing, the fact that there are people in this world who are living in Manhattan skyscrapers, carrying Chanel bags and driving around in Escalades while I am literally <laughs> trying to do everything again in, in my field and literally not living like that. It's... It's wild, it's trippy, but it was amazing to see because I didn't know that there was this sort of this side of how people lived so affluently and I I always thought people just, you know, acquired wealth through really good jobs, but no, you can actually hustle and make money doing you know non conventional work and that's that's sort of basically the storyline I'm not going to avoid the end of the film because then then things get a little dicey after the financial crisis crisis takes place in which I was a freshman in college at that time, I remember very well and um because it was uh two thousand eight so it was when President Obama then President Obama was elected um, but you guys, it was so good Jennifer Lopez's acting was. Fantastic! I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fan of. I'm a huge fan of Made in Manhattan. Oh, and I love me some Monster in Law, with of course um, the iconic Jane Fonda. But um, this was a good one. She really picked a good one, and I I did see Boy Next Door too with Kristen Chenoweth, who I love. Um, but yeah, no, this was a fantastic film, and I'm so excited that it's doing well because it should do well. And, and Constance Woo, I found herself constantly <laughs> getting good roles and great parts. So, a brava to everyone in the cast. And I'm sure the movie's just gonna keep making more money. So, brava, brava. Now, off of Hustlers, I'm gonna read you one more little story before I get into my, uh, you know, Felicity helping of it all. Um, this is from the New York Times. Uh, Hustlers has a strong opening at the box office. The movie opened to about $33.2 million in domestic ticket sales, second only to It Chapter 2, which, again, which is why I'm congratulating It Chapter 2. That's fantastic. I mean, people want to go see a movie about a killer clown? Brava! You do you, girl! But I will not be doing that because I am afraid of clowns. Um, okay, this is written by Gabe Cohen. A comedy about strippers who illegally relieve Wall Street men of their money made a killing this weekend. No criminal scheming needed. Hustlers from SDX Film opened to around $33.2 million in domestic ticket sales between Friday and Sunday. Outpacing expectations. That's crazy. I expect it to do well because it's Jennifer Lopez, and it's like she's an international superstar for music, which is, I think, think like, in terms of fame, notoriety, musicians, music superstars are, you know, they bypass movie stars. Um, The success comes on the heels of an aggressive marketing campaign, strong reviews. It currently holds an 88% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, very well earned. I totally believe that. And early rumblings that this movie might... Net a first Oscar nomination for Jennifer Lopez, one of its stars. I've heard that, too, and I hope she gets nominated because she was phenomenal. And that would be so great for her. I mean, she works so hard, and she has a huge career. This is just, like, the next thing that she needs. Um, based on the 2015 New York Magazine article and directed by Lorene Scarfia, the movie centers around a young woman played by Constance Wu. Um, I already told you guys through sort of the plot line of it. Um, and then, of course, it's, it's, it's following It, which... You know what, I'm going to see it, because I'll see it eventually, it too, because I, I got to support, you know, I love Jessica Chastain, and, um, you know, just as great. Okay, so, as you guys know, the last episode I did was about the one and only Felicity Huffman and what her sentencing was, which was, again, 14 days in prison. She has to report uh, in end of October. As well as $30,000 fine and 250 hours of community service, which you guys would just literally like two weeks. So you know what, she's going to be able to do that. And from what a lot of the articles say, she accepted her, her um, sentencing with, uh, with honor and pride and succumbed to her guilt right away. But I'm going to sort of read you some more updates that have been coming out, as well as um, uh, I guess some stuff about Lori Laughlin, who is one of the following um, people to be prosecuted. Okay. Uh this is from TMZ and I I already read this article, but they've added some updates. So breaking Felicity Hoffman, judge who sentenced her to 14 days, says college admissions system was already broken. Um The judge also Okay, here we go. The judge in the case said some reveling things that could determine what happens to Lori Laughlin and others. The judge gave credit to Felicity for two reasons. She had near immediate acceptance of responsibility for her crime, and she paid one of the smallest bribes, which is true if you guys don't remember, she paid fifteen thousand dollars to the uh, ringleader Rick Singer's charity um for her daughter. Uh, to take the exam with a private proctor and the um, score to be raised, but I believe they're saying 400 points. The judge also questioned the prosecutors who made it clear that they wanted to scare the crap out of other parents who might be thinking about doing the same thing. The judge said, quote, I have trouble with the notion of general deterrence. It doesn't make sense to me, and this is fascinating. The judge said she was not swayed by prosecutors claiming the bribery scheme undermined the entire admissions process, adding, quote, it has cracks in it with or without these defendants and uh, what they have done. Um... Yeah, and and basically, you know, a lot of what, what a lot of the other articles are saying is that uh, that felicity that the prosecutors were literally like humiliated because they wanted such a harsh sentence. Not that a month is a harsh sentence, but two months, two weeks, and a thirty thousand dollar fine when you know Felicity Huffman makes millions and millions and millions and millions. Uh, it's it's you know it's a slap in the face. But I don't know. I'm I'm and I said this before. And John Legend actually, which brings up my next story, said some pretty. Uh, poignant things about that. And that's going to be the next article I'm going to read you right now. Um, John Legend, don't get mad. This is again from DMZ. John Legend, don't get mad at Felicity for light sentence. Others should get light sentences too. This was written on the 14th. Um, John Legend had an interesting take on Felicity Huffman's 14-day sentence in her college bribery scandal case. People are angry at the wrong thing. John just said, quote, I get why everyone's mad at when rich person X gets a short sentence and poor person of color Y gets a long one like the letters X and Y. Um, the answer isn't for X to get more, it's for both of them to get less, or even none. We should level down, not up. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my opinion about this, and so I'm going to read what TMZ, you know, sort of, uh, what they sort of shed their, how they, how, how they formulated their opinion. Okay, okay. Time for a few opinions. First, John's right, especially when you're talking about equivalent crimes, but in some cases, long sentences are appropriate. They need to be handed down fairly with equality for all. Now the bigger issue. A lot of people think that prosecutors won... The Felicity case. Um... That's just ridiculous. Prosecutors suffered a blistering loss. When they announced they were filing 50 cases, they talked about how other prospective students were being denied admission because of bribery of rich parents. There was talk of years in prison, even decades for wrongdoers. The prosecution got shut down by both probation department and the judge. As the probation department said in its sentencing recommendation, there was no, quote, intended loss. Translation, the law doesn't consider the possibility of others. uh, The law doesn't consider the possibility some other student was denied admission because Felicity had her daughter's SAT test rigged. You may not like that, but it's what the judge said. I I totally agree with that too. That's what i thought from the beginning, um, because it's always been a sort of rigged system. The key is loss, and the judge said there was none, and it undercuts the core of the pros- the core of the prosecu- prosecution's case. Prosecutors drastically lowered their sentencing recommendation to one month, and they didn't even go for that. Fact is. 14 Days Behind Bars is what someone guessed for stealing a bottle of wine from a liquor store. Prosecutors in the college admissions scandal spent millions and now they say the point is not the amount of time but the fact that the wrongdoers got some time. You will never hear these words uttered privately among prosecutors because the amount of time does matter. Felicity Felicity is paying for what she did but she's got a but she's got to be breathing a huge sigh of relief. And guess who else is probably breathing a lot easier today given Felicity's sentence? Laura Laughlin. And that, that was written on the 14th. So not yesterday, not today, obviously, because that was a few days ago. Um, but yeah, sort of everyone's, everyone's sort of uh, putting it out there that they think that the, the, the sentencing doesn't fit the crime. Um, which, you know, to each their own, I guess, but I think it's fine, you know, she didn't do that much of damage, she, you know, was, she was just being a good mother, and a good mother does what they have to do, much like Lynette Scavo would do for her against the *Desperate Housewives. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll just, we'll see what happens with Lizzie Evan, because I think, like I said before, in my last episode, she's handled herself with total dignity and grace, and she was composed, she admitted to her guilt right away, almost, when, I guess when she was, uh, charged, And, um, she's not sort of been making a mockery of it. And the fact that she pleaded guilty, it just goes to show she accepts responsibility. And I think Lori Laughlin and her husband, which brings me to my next story, um, (laughs) well, they did not plead guilty. They pleaded innocent or not guilty, which I guess innocent and guilty are the same thing. Okay. So my next story, this is from Lori Laughlin again. This is from page six. Uh, written by Lori Italiano, Lori Laughlin quote, resolved to avoid same fate as Felicity Huffman. Now, I'm sure that Lori Laughlin and her husband were both glued to the television um, and whatever you know news outlets that they have come to their phone on Friday for Felicity's sentencing because, obviously, it, it is, it's somewhat telling of what their fate will be. I don't know, but do you guys know if they have the same judge or is it the same court or whatnot? I wonder how it's going to work out because, I mean, this judge was the words... She sort of... Not that she said that Felicity was innocent in any way. She didn't. But she said that there was almost no evidence building up to sort of what the charges, the intensity or the harshness of what the prosecutors wanted against her. So I wonder if the judge is going to see that the same way with Lori Laughlin and her husband. Okay, here we go. Again, page six, wrote this. Lori Laughlin quote, understands that the only way she will avoid the same fate as Felicity Huffman is to beat the charges against her in the college admissions bribery scandal and is determined to do so according to a new report. Quote, her only move now is to take these to the court and to prove that she's not guilty of what she's charged with, the source close to the peop- actress told people. She's scared and upset, but she's resolved to be strong and to fight this. If she's found guilty, she will go to jail. That is clear. The source continued, noting that the charges against Laughlin are far more serious than those leveled against Huffman, who was hit with a 14-day jail sentence on Friday. Um, now, there is no deal on the table, and she has to have faith that the courts and the prosecution will move fairly and not make an example out of her. The source continued... Laughlin on Becky on the uh, popular Netflix full house spinoff and her fashion designer husband Mossimo Gianali have pleaded not guilty to the nationwide scandal. They remain free on his and hers one million dollar bail, bonds on conspiracy, money laundering, and fraud charges that carry a maximum a potential maximum of forty years in prison. Oh, that sucks. Um no offense. But it's true. Uh they are accused of paying five hundred thousand dollars. To admission scam mastermind William Rick Singer to fraudulently get their daughters Olivia Jade nineteen and Isabella twenty into the University of Southern California as crew team recruits, though the sisters allegedly never participated in the sport. Ooh, shady girls! Hoffman, by comparison, was one of the least culpable of the thirty-three parents charged in the scandal. According to prosecutors, she paid Singer a fifteen thousand dollar bribe and quickly admitted her guilt. Still enough enough to earn her a two-week sentence. Olivia Jade. Giannali, uh, a beauty blogger, is apparently defined like her mom, reportedly defying lawyers' orders by posting a photo of herself on Instagram flipping off the press. I remember when she did that. It was she, was, she was, like, flipping off all the people that are, you know, belittling her and making her feel bad about something that she might have not even known about. Which, you know, you never know. Maybe she didn't know about it. But I did think she knew about it because, like, she's posing for crew pics to get recruited. And everyone. it's so funny because what everyone is saying is that her family has an absorbent amount of wealth. And why would they pay $500,000 to go to school and not just give them, each of their daughters, that kind of money to start a business when she's a successful beauty blogger? I don't know what the other daughter does or sister does, but, um, you know, obviously she could do something that doesn't require a degree. Literally, they're paying $500,000 for the kids to have, for their kids to party. That's what college is all about, partying. Well, it's also about finding your path and, of course, figuring out yourself and learning how to write really well, because that's something I took away from college is learning how to write really well. Um, I don't know, it's just... Ah, so much going on. It's so much going on. It's out of control. Okay, well, sort of one more little story to tie up this whole scandal, which I'm literally reveling because I love a scandal. I love it. I just love celebrity scandals. They just, they make me want to run around and scream and then go bake some things. I don't know why bake, but they just want me want to bake, you know? Okay, now, one of my favorite TV icons ever, Abby Lee Miller, obviously from Dance Moms, and if you don't watch Dance Moms, I mean, I don't really watch it anymore, but I literally watched maybe the first two seasons of it when Abby was literally out of control, yelling at Dawn and all the moms were doing crazy things. And I remember when Pastor Patty, or I think that was her name, Pastor something, came into the studio to yell because I guess Abby fired the little daughter, the little girl, from being in her studio because she wasn't wearing the appropriate footwear. And the pastor was like, "Shoot, like, throw, I don't even know." The, the pastor was like schooling her with Bible quotes, and Abby was like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> It was so funny. I think Abby Lee Miller is really funny. I mean, I know she's gone through a lot of health health scares as of late, so I hope she's okay, but she's an icon. She's so funny. She's reality TV gold, as they say. And I know some of her kids went on to become massively successful dancers, famous dancers. Okay. Now, I'm going to read from a source that I don't usually read from, and that's Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo. Abby Lee Miller shares prison advice for Felicity Huffman. Quote, first day will be most stressful. This is written by Reagan Alexander. Um, I guess from people? Or is it from Yahoo? I guess it's from people. People for Yahoo, maybe I don't know. Okay, Abby Lee Miller has some advice for Felicity Huffman, who was sentenced to fourteen days in j- fourteen days in jail. Blah, blah 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 blah. While attending the Creative Arts Emmys on Saturday, Miller, who was arrested, who was released, I'm sorry for prison, from prison on May in May 2018 after serving eight months for bankruptcy fraud, opened up about what Hoffman can expect from her short stay. "Quote: Well, the first day is going to be." Well, the first day in is going to be most stressful. Then after that, she's going to be in a big, huge room with bunk beds, tons of them. That's where they first put you to get acclimated to the prison life. Um, Miller told reporters at the awards show, quote, continuing, quote, she's not going to get a job because she won't be there long enough. She's not even going to learn how to be a plumber or how to do HVAC and how to do all the things that you have to do to go over the prison. I'm sorry. She's not going to learn how to be a plumber and how to do HVAC and how to do all the things that you have to do to go over to the men's prisons and do. That's why they have camps. That's why women are in a prison, so you can go make lunches when they all get in a fight. It's ridiculous. It's the most absurd nonsense you've ever seen in your life. I love it! Abby Lee Miller throwing shade at the prison system. Oh, I just love... I, I Like I said in my, in my last episode, I know some people who could use some time behind bars, particularly some people in LA, some bad exes and whatnot. And quite frankly, with their attitudes, they could use time behind bars. But like, I would always just love to go through the prison and like wave to people and say, Hello, hello, how are you? You look so wonderful. Good to see you. Would you like to make me a sandwich, maybe? Would you like to take me for a walk in the... Like lawn. Do you guys remember Lady Gaga's music video for "Telephone" with Beyonce? Love that song. But like, the music video starts with her in prison, and then she gets out, and Lady and Beyonce picks her up in the the pussy wagon, which is a which is a, an um what is it called? A reference to Kill Bill. Um, and Lady Gaga is, like, in the prison with, it's such a good music video. That, to me, is one of Lady Gaga's favorite, one of my favorite Lady Gaga videos, along with Paparazzi and Poker Face. Ugh, brava, Lady Gaga, for literally being so innovative and f- sort of foreseeing what was going to happen with the college admission scandal, even though she didn't really see it, but you know what she did in my, in my head. Okay. Speaking of her own experience behind bars, the Dance Mom Star 52 said that while prison is terrifying, it gives you a lot of time to work on yourself. Quote, my life was dedicated to other people's children. I made other people's children stars and financially stuff for the rest of their lives, she said, explaining that in jail, she got to work on me. I took a real estate class. I took a finance class. I made friends with women that I don't think I, that should have been there either, she added, noting that she would, um, uh, blah, 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 love to talk to Kim Kardashian West about criminal justice reform. Miller went on to share that she believed Huppin would be just fine at the end of her sentence. She'll come out of it. She'll make a huge movie out of it. She'll make millions of dollars, she said. Um... Uh, blah, 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 yeah, I mean, that's basically, it. and then it goes over the same thing, which I've already, you know, reiterated, like, a million times, but, yeah, no, good, wise words from Abby Lee Miller, and you guys, I love Abby Lee Miller, she's so funny, um, I don't know if you guys, what, what others, what are there some other really good dance shows right now, um, uh, I mean, So You Think You Can Dance, I don't even know if that's on, I haven't watched that in years, though, the only reality shows I really watch are Housewives in New York, well, I'm gonna watch New York this year, because Bethany's gone, and I want to see, like, how they're going to bring without, you know, the Queen of New York there and also going to watch Beverly Hills because, um, you know, I, I love me some Kyle and Rena. now that Vanderpump is gone doing her own thing. Oh, and Vanderpump Rules, which I've done an episode on. I hope you guys like that episode. <laughs> so anyways, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Um, I did, there was one story that I was going to go over today and that was 50 Cent has reignited his, I'm sorry, 50 Cent has reignited his feud with, Lala Ken from Vanderpump Rules and Randall M her fiance. But you know what? I just, I just don't want to shed light on that because it's very negative. And I really like Lala from what I've seen on her, her show and her interviews. And she seems like a really nice person. And he's sort of, I'm a huge fan of his music too. But it's just jabs. And, you know, nobody nobody wants it. We're, we're, already, we're already living in an era where there's somebody at the tippity top of the food chain. Jabbing everyone uh, below it and beneath it, um, so, you know, I'm not gonna talk about the story today, but I am gonna talk about someone who I love, who makes everyone really happy, and who is one of the stars of Friends, and that is the one and only, iconic Lisa Kudrow, also, she, obviously, she played Phoebe Buffay, icon, my favorite character from Friends, second to, um, well, you know, I'd say she's on par with Chandler, obviously, Matthew Perry, who's a comedic genius, both of them, um, this so smart but this is a really interesting story about you know friends and her friends experience okay this is from people magazine uh written by eric todesito lisa kudrow recalls struggling to play flaky character phoebe on friends okay lisa kudrow is admitting that she struggled in her early years on friends while playing the lovable flaky free spirit phoebe buffet on a recent episode of Kevin Nealon's YouTube series, Hiking with Kevin... Oh, I gotta watch that. I didn't even know that was a thing. See, you learn something new every day, and you learn about new content, so just share the love, share the content, which is why I love anger. Um, on a recent episode of Kevin Nealon's YouTube series, Hiking with Kevin, the duo won for A Hike in the Woods, as Kudor recalled the difficulty she felt f- while playing Phoebe... Did you guys just hear that stutter? I was not. I'm not even gonna try and pretend that didn't happen. Um... <laughs> The difficulty she felt while playing Phoebe at the beginning of the NBC sitcom, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary of its premiere this month. Wow! 25 years! Where have I been? I've been a baby. That's where I've been. Um, quote, I had played Dumb Girls before, but it wasn't really me, Kudrow explained of her role. I felt, I feel like, shit, I tricked them into the audition. I tricked them in the audition. I was the only one who, who could cope with the audition process, and that's how I got it, I think. So I had to work hard at being Phoebe. No, also because, girl, you are talented. Come season three, Kudrow was, quote, struggling at nailing her in the offbeat Phoebe even after three seasons on the show. However, that'll change thanks to advice from co-star Matt LeBlanc. Obviously, he played Joey, lovable Joey. um Tribbiani. Mr. Tribbiani, you have kidney stones. You guys remember that episode when, um, Phoebe's having the babies, and Iqbal, the guy who was the principal on Glee, was the doctor, who I've actually met because I've seen him at a screening at a friend's film. And he says, Mr. Tribbiani. That's probably why he got the part, because he had such a different take on the, the dialogue. Okay, quote, I remember Matt LeBlanc going, What's going on with you, She recalled, And I said, I don't think I have it. I don't know what I'm doing here. And he went on, you're her. Relax. You've got it. You've been doing this fucking character for three years. You're working too hard. That's your problem. You don't need to work this hard. Relax. He was right. When Neil in 65 asked who drove, she noticed a changed... A change in her acting from season one to five. Season five, she, su- uh, she surprised the comedian with a response, I haven't seen a show, Kudrow admitted. You've never watched it, the comedian asked. You'll want to watch it. And she said, I should. I hear it's good, joked, Kedrow, joked Kudrow, 55. Um, No, 56. Oh my God. She's young. The actress uh, received many accolades for her 10 years as Phoebe Buffay. She was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress, six times, winning once in 1998. Wow. She was also nominated for Golden Globe in 96. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, Meg Kudrow recalled the pilot episode as her favorite memory from the series, which ran from 1994 to 2004. Quote, we were like little puppy dogs, just climbing all over each other and playing and playing games and wanted to be together all the time. It was fun, she said. Uh when asked if she ever watched Reruns of Friends, Kudro said she didn't know the last time she tuned into an episode. I don't watch if it's on she revealed. I don't I might not like myself, so I'd rather not risk that. That's really interesting because I know a lot of actors. Don't like to watch themselves, but Lisa Kudrow is so damn talented. But you know what's really funny? In another interview, she, did, she said she loved watching herself as Valerie, Cher- Valerie Cherish, <laughs> obviously from the comeback on HBO, which is so good, which needs to have a season three. But I'm I'm a little bit skeptical about that because Michael Patrick King, who is the co-creator and co-executive producer of that show, is about to do a pilot for CBS with Becky Newton and Michael. You you guys from Ugly Betty, Mark and Amanda, the two what, what is the word? Um. uh, mischievous scene stealers of the show. I couldn't even think of the word. I was going to say steedious, but no, mischievous scene stealers Mischievous Steen Sealers, try that one like ten times. That's a tongue twister. Um, they got a pilot, which is so exciting because I love Becky Newton. She's so funny, and Michael yuri is amazing. And he's been doing a lot of stage work, which is great. He's a Juilliard grad, and Becky Newton is just a damn genius. So just bravo to everyone getting work, and I love it. And I'm so excited about all that. So um, that's today's episode, you guys. Uh, I I hope I hope you're satisfied. And I've I know I've been talking a lot about, felicity Hoppin and Lloyd Laughlin, but that's sort of what's been going on, and that's sort of the crux of what's going on in entertainment news. Um, and you know what? I'll talk about other things later on in the week. So I hope everybody has a really good start to the week. You had a great end of the weekend. And, um, once again, thank you so much for supporting and listening to my podcast. I am so grateful. You know, give it a like, give it a review, pass it along to a friend. Just share, we share the love. Cause I, I love sharing your love. Please share my love. All right. Ta-ta.